the Daily O. I'm going to try to keep it quiet and hopefully the audio will get out to you so I don't disturb the peace in this place. In fact, I'm going to turn camera here right now. So let's see if I can show you something I just heard. Mm. It's going to be hard to see. You see that? Can you see that little guy right there? There he is. The camera's not going to focus. Hello, Hans. I'm not going to focus so well on him, but I think you can start to see what I've been watching. I've been watching this little guy here build that web, right? Going round and round and round. And actually, I thought he'd still be working on it by the time I got the camera fired up, but you can see he's ready for breakfast. There, there's the focus. So, I'm, I'm in an environment which uh, is worth emphasizing, right? Environment. We very often don't realize the significance of environment. We, uh, we undersell it. We, we certainly, uh, in my opinion, we, we couldn't overstate the influence. And I'll stretch out camera even more so here. I don't think we could overstate the significance of environment and you could just see what this morning is like here it's been raining the last couple of days now it's clear blue almost clear blue skies there's a few little puffy whites up there and deep in the big tree woods here in glacier washington i promise you the camera the video here is not quite doing it justice i'm I'm trying my best to show you just some of the amazing. There's this guy again. I don't know if you'll see him on the other camera, the front camera. There he is. He's on my forehead, this little guy <laughs> with his web waiting for breakfast. All right. So it's just magical. I don't know a better word for it. It's just, uh, I wouldn't say otherworldly because it's clearly this world, but there's just moments like this, right, in our lives when, I, I guess something similar be, would be watching fireworks, right? It was, ooh, ah, ooh, ah. <laughs> I'm having one of the, the ooh, ah moments, and I wanted to try to capture it and share it with you. I can tell you that hot tub there, that's, that's one hell of a nice sit looking up at these trees. Let's see if I can give you that angle as well. Looking up into these trees. Little birdie house there. There you go. Check that out. Isn't that amazing? Talking about ooh and ah. So environment, right? Are you paying attention to your own environment? Are you paying attention to how significant an influence it has upon you? You know, if human beings were seeds, and I tend to think that we all are, we're seeds. What does a seed in nature need? It needs the right environment. And when that happens, miracles and miracles and miracles, right? It sprouts, it tap roots, it grows, it breaks surface, it reaches and reaches and stretches and stretches. <sighs> Nazir, hey man, good to connect with you, Nazir. Thanks for stopping by, dude. All the way to Norway from Afghanistan, no less. Oh, Nazir's got a story to tell. 
But best of all, he's, uh, he's a friend who never stops smiling. Nazir, I, you, you've proven to me, man, in all conditions and all circumstances, <laughs> you never lose your smile, my friend. Shine on. Okay, so I read an article today that I'm just, ah, oh, I gotta share with you. In fact, I even took some notes to share with you in some specific detail because it highlighted for me an experience I had just last night. Okay, I've been doing some uh, uh, burning the midnight hour all night long work. And I was doing that in a training setting, a training circumstance, and uh, doing it with an individual that, uh, you know, last night was the third night in a row. Was going great. First night was going great. Getting the job done, learning all kinds of good stuff. Second night also went fairly well, but there seemed to be a tension, somewhat of a growing tension. And I couldn't understand quite why, you know, tired. You know, when you're working all night long, it certainly pushes each of us to our limits in terms of uh, getting rest, getting good rest. <laughs> you're welcome, Nazir. It's an honor to uh, call you a friend, brother. So uh, press on and know that I support you all the way from here in Washington State, USA. So this circumstance certainly left me with a lot of thinking of, you know, what happened? What happened on the third night of beginning, just beginning the night with this gentleman? And he was not himself, okay? And that happens to all of us, myself included, right? We have times when the environment we're in, the circumstances, the situation, we're tired, we're hungry, we're stressed. Uh, things are not going the way we anticipate or expect or want or need, right? I mean, it's just any number of things that puts us in a circumstance where we're not our best. Like, not a problem, right? Not a problem. Not being our best, we can, we can roll with that. You know, any of us who've been around the block a few times, right? It's just, it's called life. It's called living. It's called problem solving. It's called relationship. It's called marriage. It's called parenting. I mean, this is nothing new. This is, this is the way it goes, right? right? There's ups, there's downs, there's good times, there's bad times. But what this individual did, I think, is worth mentioning, not in any way to uh, project it on him personally, but just to reflect upon it and learn for all of us, what is it that we can do to improve it when things go bad, right? When things get difficult, when we're having a hard time, especially in a relationship, how do we handle that? What do we do? <laughs> He didn't handle it very well, in my opinion. Now, you know, that's, a, that's an outside judgment. Who knows? In many ways, I can say the fact that we didn't work together last night was the best thing in the world for me. So, right, there's like nothing but gratitude for the way it turned out, but I don't think he's at peace with it. I am, I'm, I'm I got, you know what I mean? Like there's no issue with it other than wanting to squeeze out of the difficulty everything I possibly can to appreciate, to, uh, to respect and the word for today and this live stream is to admire right this is the word that that, that in my research and prayers and uh, uh, meditation on this that's the word of what it all was about it was all about admiration and I'll, I'll emphasize that a little bit more here in just a minute I appreciate all you swinging by uh, David Moshi who else is here uh, Jan Peter welcome welcome Nazir I think I saw, and Hans Jorgen. Hey, the Norwegian crew is checking in, man. That's great. Guys, I'll try to keep it tight here, but there's some really good content of an article that I read about Warren Buffett and some advice that Warren Buffett, yeah, no, no fool, no fool at all. Warren Buffett, uh, the uh, oracle from Omaha, as he's referred to, 
in his response to the question, you know, who should I go to work for, right? Who should I go to work for? And you can see like that, that immediately wove into my experience that when I read this article, it's like, ah, this really is a question of, you know what I mean? Should I continue working with this individual? Should I continue working with this firm that he is a trainer for? Okay, and, and no, no decision's been made on that. That's not what my focus is. My focus is that environment, back to the start of this, right? And this amazing environment that, that I'm in, it's inherently peaceful, right? It's inherently grounded and rooted and strong and connected to nature. In fact, I have no cell service out here, which is why I can't walk too far away from the house, <laughs> the cabin, I guess you'd call it. Because if I got too far away from the cabin, I would lose the, uh, the internet connection, right? I'm on Wi-Fi through the home's Wi-Fi. And amazingly, right, there is a place still on the planet where cell signals are not strong enough to hold a signal out here. So, you know, for a good 10, 15 minute, 20 minute drive out of here, out of the deep, big tree woods, you get no cell, no GPS, you know, not all this stuff that we're familiar with on our phone. So regularly and consistently, wherever we go, it ain't out here. <laughs> on one hand, you can say, Arr! On the other hand, it's like, I don't know, man, the more, the more I drive out here and lose that cell service, pretty happy about it, let me tell you, okay? I'm not finding that I'm missing it when this is what takes its place, right? Nature reminding, um, we don't need to be plugged in and connected all the time. In fact, the truth is, how could we ever not be plugged in and connected, right? But technology, the cyber worlds that we're living in, they tend to, um, to get us to think that that's, um, I, you know what it is, Elon Musk spoke about this. It's our limbic system, right? Our nervous system. The limbic system of the human body is very easily stimulated, right? Stimulated, right? You understand that, right? Our feelings, our emotions are stimulated by this screen stuff, right? TV and now touch screens and watching movies on them and TV series on them and talking to people on them and doing live streams on them. This is very stimulating for our limbic system as Elon Musk says. And in other words, it's quite addictive. So I'm sure all of us can admit, you know, I mean, technology um, in many ways just sucks you into it in such a way that it's very difficult to disconnect. And boy, the time it takes, doesn't it? An amazing amount of time for us to uh, realize how much time we are plugged in and invested in a cyber, right? Like right now with you guys in a cyber world. Make no mistake about that. This technology is and will continue to call us more so and more so to be less and less human, less and less admiring of other human beings, face to face, handshake to handshake, let's say man to man, hello Tarya. Okay, so back to the story here. I know I'm jumping around a bit, but uh, you guys are savvy, you guys are admirable, you guys can follow and track with me, I'm sure. This individual uh, lost his cool, let's say. He started getting angry, he started getting short with me, hello Carol. He started getting upset, okay? Not a problem, again, you know, can deal with this kind of stuff man to man, but instead he walked away, right? Which is fine, again, that was his, that was his tactic, that was his way of dealing with it. Um, and, and then he came back and there was a bit more talk and then the next thing he did, right, he took out his phone, his mobile phone and put on the camera and starts documenting, you know, this rather heated discussion that he and I were having that he was painting the picture of me being 
I don't know, he's an old Navy guy, right? He got 20, 30 years in the Navy, first as an enlisted man, then as an officer. So I could only imagine, you know, I was breaking chain of command to question, you know, what he was doing, to question him. You know, he wanted me to follow orders. He, he wanted me to do what he told me to do, and that's fine. I've been in the Navy. I know what that's like. I can do that. But the truth of the matter was, I was beginning to feel unsafe, okay? And you'll see that in what Warren Buffett says here about an admirable leader in just a minute. And I'll get you a link to the article so you can read it for yourself. Psychological safety is one of the uh, points that's made in that article. And, uh, and I, I experienced that last night. Like the issue was not about the topics that he, this trainer, was wanting to focus on. Had no, for me, it had nothing at all to do with that. It was a man-to-man -man issue. And I'm about to sit in a big vehicle with him and travel all night long through farm roads and big roads, uh, Interstate 5 and all the way to Issaquah from up here in Glacier and then back. You know, this is an all night long drive, a work and drive with many pickups and stops and, um, and many, many points of, um, of safety concern. I've been, you know, I've been in transportation for decades now in Norway, here in the United States, over a million US miles and I'm, I'm plugging back into that, that industry you know, and, and each individual does it their own way. And in this case, the two of us have to do it together, period. Like, we're both in a truck. We're both hauling very heavy liquid tank load and so on and so on. I mean, th these are factors if you can start to stretch your imagination and appreciate and understand the dynamics of that. Um, there's great risk involved and great responsibility. So to be sitting with someone who's behind the wheel and I'm on the passenger side, and I'm starting to sense like he's agitated, he's impatient, he's not uh, being respectful at all, like he was for the last two nights. Like I'm starting to see this is gonna be one difficult night with this guy. Anyway, now he's putting a camera in my face, trying to cover his ass. I, I, it's only, he, was, he was fearful. This guy was fearful in some way that I was threatening him or threatening his job or threatening his ability to be able to train me or, God knows what was running you know, through his head or any of our heads when we're in that state of mind. When the environment that we're in seems hostile to us. When the relationships that we're in appear to be attacking, competitive. Like one's going to win and one's going to lose. And with a guy like me, you, you, we're not going to go far like that before I'm just going to call it what it is, which is basically bullshit. I mean, it's just absolute bullshit. It's a bunch of fucking game playing and VPR. I've written a book on this. You want, you want the book? Let me know. I'll send you the book. Okay? Playing victim, perpetrator, rescuer. This is a, this is a terrible trap for us as human beings. And it, essentially it happens, right? VPR begins because we're in an environment that usually puts us into a state of fear and reaction in place of action. And in that state, right, we're, we're, we're creatures of habit. We start to run all kinds of programs, which are not even our own. I mean, very often we've inherited these from our mother, from our father, from significant people in our lives who, you know, burned a groove in the record of our soul and leave us acting out, right? Acting. And that's what was going on. And of course, it eggs me on to do the same thing. And, and that was getting very difficult to not also jump into the fray with this guy, sticking a camera in my face, you know, trying to document me being I don't, belligerent or disobedient or God knows what, you know, what he was hoping he would record so that his ass would be covered and mine would be guilty, right? I'd be the bad guy. 
Anyway, finally, because I, I was, you know, I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera. I let him document. I let him do what he wanted to do. I mean, it's fine with me. I don't, there's no shame or guilt or doubt or fear about who I am, what I have to say, and my point of view. It's not like I got the truth. It's just that I know who I am. I mean, I've spent, spent a good number of, uh, you know, over half a century now uh, walking very hard roads. So walking this road with this guy, this is not hard at all for me. It's a walk in the park but I can see it's, it's even more difficult for him. So um, the mistake was in the relationship. You know, the last two nights with the guy had built trust, had built good communication, had built good awareness of each other. You know, we just met a few days ago. Good understanding of each other, you know, what, what our background is. You know, you get a lot of time to talk to somebody on a long drive. And I had a pretty good picture of who he was. And he had a pretty good understanding of who I was because he, he, you know, when he wants to be, he's a good listener. But that broke down at the start of our all-nighter last night. And uh, then he left the truck again. And uh, I was doing paperwork and logging into the terminal in the truck and so on. And, and then my phone rang from his supervisor. Good guy, by the way. Fantastic guy. Love the guy. And I'm not going to be naming any names here. We're just talking about general circumstances. Uh, but, but a guy that in a very short amount of time, I've had time in the truck with and so on, and we've done some work together. A very brief time, but I have great admiration for him. I don't know him very well, but uh, I have great admiration for him, a lot of respect for him. And he, he's now calling me. And I'm thinking, this is great. I mean, he's like the right guy to offer a triangulation, right? Offer more than just the polarizing duality that you know, was going on between me and this guy, which is rather hopeless, you know, if you can admit that when we get into that, that VPR nonsense, it's a total trap. Two people have jumped into a hole together. Ne neither one of them can see anything clearly. It's all darkness. It's all madness. And you know what I mean? It's nothing but a couple of egos and one's going to win, one's going to lose the way this world has been programmed, right? You're not, you're no longer helping each other. You're no longer supporting each other. You got to defend your own. You know what I mean? Arr. Look at it, it. It, it applies to me too. You know what I mean? Someone violates me, and that was beginning to happen. And, and in the area of safety, like this guy thought I was going to drive in this truck with him in these circumstances, in this environment all night long, with him behind the wheel? <laughs> I got a lot more experience behind the wheel than he does. A lot more. And my gut was turning upside down, telling me alarm bells are ringing, something is not okay here, your safety I mean, literally, the alarm to me was like, you know, safety is a concern here, not just for me, but for him, for the load, for other people around us. It's a lot of environmental, uh, you know, reach when you're covering a good, uh, what, 140, 170 miles and so on and so on. Okay, admiration. Like, let's get to the good of all this, right? The good of all this is realizing that to be a leader, you, ha you have to be admirable, period. Like, there's no other option. If you're not admirable, you're not a leader. You're a manipulator. You're a controller. Instead of being a power to others, you're being a power over others. Okay? We got good example of this in the world today, don't we? I mean, you know, I'm not for him or against him, but Donald Trump, <laughs> tell me, is he a power to you? And I mean personally, to you. Is he and his leadership style, his being the president of the United States, is he a power to you? Does he empower you? Does he appreciate you? Does he increase and add to your value? I think for some he does. 
He does, and that's wonderful. For many others, he doesn't. I'm undecided, personally. I, I'm, I'm not taking a position on it. I'm just using that as a you know, big world-scale example of what I want to refer to on a more personal level. You know, when a couple of guys are not agreeing on something, do you begin recording it out of some liability, you know, fear, cover your ass concern, um, and obviously going to use that against someone rather than maybe use it, right? Could be used constructively to say, hey, I'm going to record this so that when we cool down later, we can both look at it together and learn from it. Like, that'd be great. Maybe he'll still come around and do that. But it was clear in the, in the, in the, in the time that what he was doing was trying to get evidence against me, right? Set me up to be guilty of something. And you know how this works, right? That's, that means he's innocent. <laughs> what a funny game we play with ourselves and with other people, huh? Guilt and innocence. Like one can win and the other can lose. It doesn't work that way in a quantum awareness world that we live in today. We're not separate. When we do things that causes someone else to hurt, to be wounded, to lose. Guess who loses? We do. We lose. And in the area of leadership and training and education, I have zero tolerance for individuals who think they can power over others. And good luck powering over me. Like, good luck. You know, the United States Navy did that to me. I learned well the dynamics of that. Being an American in a foreign land, a foreign country for the last 11 years has taught me well about power over in place of power to. They're very subtle. They're very subtle. But really, they're an environment, right? They are an environment just like you're looking at behind me here that's either nurturing you, supporting you, assisting you to grow, to be nurtured, to be the best you can be, to give and contribute the best you can give and contribute. Or what else is it? It's a setup to fail. Okay, so now we're back to the article. That's enough of my personal circumstances and emotion. I love emotion. Hello, Larry. Hello, Larry from Glacier, Washington at the foot of Mount Baker. My extended family. Check this out. Ryan and Jamie, they got it going on up here. And little Willow is getting to grow as a two-year-old in this environment. I'm so proud of my sister, Ryan, too. I'm so proud of them being young parents to a two-year-old, their first child, and setting it up to grow in an environment like this. Oh. <sighs> okay, so the article, which you'll find a link to here, part of this post, and I'll, I'll probably throw it in as a comment as well, make it real easy for you to click on and read for yourself. It raises the question uh, to Warren Buffett, of all people, saying, hey, Warren, who should I work for, right? The Oracle of Omaha, who would be better to ask for that kind of wisdom? Like, hey, you know, Warren, who should I work for? Who should I work for? Who should I give, you know, most of my time, my energy, spending more time with who I work with than I do with my own family? Don't miss this, people. Do you admire? Basically, what he wound it down to was you better be working for someone you admire. You better be working for a company or with a company that you admire. So what does admire, what does admiration mean? I took, a little, took some notes here, so I, I wanna get really sharp on this because uh, it's my own process and I think it'll benefit some of the rest of you. So when I looked up the definition of admiration, it's respect and warm approval, okay? When we admire another human being, we respect them 
And we have warm, right? Like heartfelt. We have warm approval of them. And there was another uh, mention in the definition I wrote down. It, it says pleasurable contemplation, right? Think about that for a second. When we admire someone and we think about them or we're reminded of them or, you know, we're, we're locking horns with them like I was last night, how quickly can we get back to a pleasurable, right? Respectful, warm approval. How quickly can we get back to a pleasurable contemplation of someone that we are engaged with, okay? And then the article did a wonderful job of taking that wisdom that Warren Buffett shared and, and breaking it into four points. And I'm just gonna cover those real quick. And uh, they're, they're posted in this post, so you'll find them uh, on Facebook as well. Number one of four, admirable leaders are relationship-driven. Like, boo, surprise! It ain't about the work, it ain't about the job, it ain't about the industry you're in, it's not about any of that stuff. It's about one human being with another human being. And how well is that human being building the relationship? Hello, Ivan. Building the trust. Building the communication. Building the listening. Okay? So for two days with this gentleman, it was building. Last night, it was torn down to shreds. So we'll see what may remain, you know, of a three, four-day-long relationship, a work relationship, that, uh, that was going great. Wonderful respect and warm approval and pleasurable contemplation that I'm telling you within seconds, if not minutes, was destroyed. And I've done that. Like, I, I, I know that. Like, I've done that. And now when I'm on the receiving end of it, when someone uses me as their target, as their, you know, perpetrator, and they're a victim of me, and this fucking rescuing bullshit nonsense, which is no different, you think rescuer is any different than victim or perpetrator, you're fooling yourself. I've spent a lifetime learning that one. Ivelo, cool name, Ivelo. Hope I'm pronouncing that right for you. So admirable leaders are relationship driven, okay? And th th this is, uh, I think it, it, it spoke of a twofer on this one in the article, don't quote me on the words, but it spoke of uh, you know, your well-being. If, if you're in a relationship with someone and, and your well-being is not a part of that relationship, like each person's well-being. Well, you're in peril, and that, that compounds, like right day after day, circumstance after circumstance, issue after issue, and I'm guessing almost all of you can relate to that. You can relate to being in a work environment where you're working for someone or you're working for a company where this admiration thing is un it's in question. Your ability to admire who you're giving so much of your time, energy, and, and in our case that I'm referring to in my circuit, risking your life, risking your entire life, you better admire who you're risking your life for in a work environment. And if you're not, if you're in a current circumstance today, then I guess I'm going through all this to remind you, it ain't worth it. It ain't worth the money. It ain't worth the prestige. It ain't worth nothing for your ego that literally your own well-being, your health, your peace of mind is in peril. And I'm guessing that's, that's the case for a good majority of you because it certainly was for me for a good majority of my life and nobody delivered this message to me saying, hey, what are you suffering for? And who do you think you're benefiting by your sacrifice and your suffering? Okay, think about that. Because you know as well as I do that your, your, your life is in peril. To put yourself in an environment where your well-being is not even on the table. 
okay? I know people who like crawl into uh, uh, waste vats and deal with environmental issues and they're told to hurry, hurry, rush, rush, and they're told that you know, they're running late and they don't have enough. I, I mean, I know people personally who live a life like that in this transportation industry. They, they literally are putting their lives not only in peril to the circumstances, but they're, they're putting their own health and well-being in these environments, maybe not being fully properly protected, and so on and so on. Wake up now, okay? You're responsible for you. There's no boss, there's no manager, there's no you know, company CEO or your parents for any of the rest of you who keep looking to mama and papa. Wait till they're dead, like mine is. And, and, and see what you got to do then, okay? Like, you should step up now. Hello, Bruno. Step up now and start taking care of yourself because nobody else, not even your parents, can take care of you like you can take care of you, okay? So number one of four, an admirable leader is relationship-driven. Number two, admirable leaders create safe space for risks to be taken, okay? And this is what we were referring to earlier as psychological safety. Do you psychologically feel safe in the relationship, in the work environment? Do you feel safe to stretch, to grow like these trees around me to heights beyond what any of us can imagine if we just let them go and let them go and let them go? This is not old growth here, guys. This, this, these are trees that, you know, they got a good 100 plus years on some of them. Maybe not these ones right behind me. But they're going for it. They're going for triple digits. If we just let them grow and keep nurturing them in the right environment, and you are no different. You need the right environment to keep being nurtured, to have psychological safety in order for you to blossom, to bloom, to produce fruit, your fruit, which no one else on this planet can produce for you. If you don't produce it, it won't be produced, period. Don't forget that. The uniqueness of you, the value of you. You know, I've listened to people lately think that what someone else wants to pay them, how much they want to pay them an hour or a mile per mile determines their worth. I mean, wake the fuck up. If you don't determine your worth, there ain't nobody else who could ever determine your worth better than you. So you better know what your worth is and you better step up and take ownership of it. All right, number three of four, admirable leaders display an uncommon humility an uncommon humility, greatness without arrogance. That's a tricky one, isn't it? That's a fine line. How to be great in this world, 2018, how to be great and not step over this line, this ever-moving line, of course, it's not static, and, and have, have it be perceived as arrogance, okay? That's a tricky one. And the fourth one, the final one here, fourth, admirable leaders will make those around them better. I like that one a lot. I mean. It just recognizes a whole quantum perspective where the mathematics is one plus one is one. We ain't separate, we're breathing the same air, we're pissing and drinking the same water, and so on and so on and so on, okay? If you're in a leadership position and you're not making sure that those you lead are, are improved, that your leadership, your direction, your training, your educating, your, your, your contribution, in the world is not helping those around you to be improved in their circumstances then this is a call to you to recognize that and realize that that when you give it then you'll know you have it but if you're trying to take it from others if you think you can have it and deny others theirs even a Donald Trump 
stay tuned and wait and see where that goes. I, I, you know, it, it's amazing he got to where he is as the president, the leader of the free world. It's absolutely amazing, isn't it? It's, it's a miracle, you could say, on one hand. And on the other hand, can you imagine his life day after day in that White House? Would you want to be Donald Trump? Comment on that, let me know. I, I don't want to get political, but, but it's just a case in point of a leader, right? A world leader who's at the top of the pile today. I mean, he's the, he's the man. He's the man who's gonna, you know, determine the, I'm joking and saying it sarcastically because it's absolutely absurd that one human being is ever. But historically, sadly, we got a lot of history to prove that we as humanity, we usually cow down. We usually become sheeple around a strong leader. Maybe it's time for each of us to step up and stand up and be, be our own leader and not look for a king or a queen or a president or a prime minister to go doing it for us. Because these politicians have absolutely proven to me in my lifetime, there ain't no waiting for them to get something done. It is never gonna happen other than for them. Like they'll make sure it happens for them. <laughs> but in terms of of, by, and for the people, this country, my beloved US of A, it got a lot of A's in it, right? A lot of assholes in it. And this admirable leadership definition is so important that that's why this live stream is so long. And if you're still hanging with me, you're still sticking with me, take notes, read the article, share with me what you get out of it, because we all got to step up and stand up now. This is our environment, okay? This is our environment. Wherever we find ourselves, it's our environment. There's no mistake. You're in the right place to grow, to blossom, to produce the fruit that is yours. Trust me, okay? As an expat in a foreign land for the last 11 years, this is the wisdom I've been able to squeeze out of some great, great, great difficulties and hardships. You gotta grow just like these trees. You gotta reach for that light in any amount of darkness that you might be finding yourself in, okay? There's no other option here. You're a seed. You've sprouted. You've been blessed to grow. Are you producing the fruit? Are you producing your fruit that not a single other human being on this planet can produce. And what are the steps you need to take to start doing that? And if you need some help, if you want some help, if you even just want some listening, reach out. This idea that you got to do it alone, especially you beloved Americans, that you got to do it on your own. You got to make your own way. Well, good luck with that. You know what I mean? Like, I wish you the best of luck. And I've done that for a number of years. And you know what? In the end, it doesn't matter what you got done by yourself. It won't, even on your deathbed, I doubt you're going to care. I doubt Donald Trump will even care on his deathbed. He's going to care about who's standing around him. He's going to care about the relationships that hopefully he nurtured and he tended to the way I just shared with you. Warren Buffett highlighted that an admirable leader will do. But we can't look to someone else to be this admirable leader. Every one of us has got to step up, stand up, and be the admirable leader of ourselves, to, by, and for ourselves and for whoever it is who might be around us, okay? Strangers, friends, family members. It's time now, okay? It's your time now. <laughs> That's really what this call is about. No matter what kind of shit's going on, it's your time now, it's your manure, okay? It's your ground to grow in. So grow, okay? Grow. You are not set up to fail. Even when you get people around you trying to set you up to fail, you were, you were not set up to fail. OK? 
okay? Just being the sperm that you were getting that egg in your mother proves the winner that you are, okay? Don't you ever forget that. And if you need a reminder, you let me know anytime and I'll remind you. The fact that you are here, period, gives you everything in this world to celebrate. Don't you let anyone else shit on that. Don't you dare let someone else take away from you your confidence, your self-worth, your valuing of yourself, your glory, and the miracle, the flat-out miracle that you are. Because you couldn't even be here if you weren't a winner. You won in your mama's womb, okay? Don't ever forget that. So the final closing on this article is with a question, a very powerful question that you need to ask if you truly care about being an admirable leader. And here's the question. What am I doing every day to improve the life of fill in the blank? My spouse, my children, my team members, my employees, those who are following me. If you're a military person, well then, then you know, whoever you're leading, what am I doing every day to improve the life of my team members or my followers of this live stream? And God bless you if you're still here watching this. Like if you allowed this length of an interruption in your day, I don't know what to tell you, but you, like you, you must be ready for this message because most people are coming and going. Most people don't have the time. Most people will see me talking and they'll think they know me. They'll think they already know what I'm going to say. And so, right? These are the three most dangerous words in the English language. I know that. I know that. I know that. That's why this world ain't changing, folks. There's no reason why we can't have a, literally a paradise on this planet. My friend Moshe here in, in Israel, beloved Israel of all places, Moshe, God bless you. You just doggedly, determinedly, you're just never going to stop or quit toward peace in this world. And this world, my friend, Moshe, because I can see you're there. I see your comments. I haven't been able to read them all, but I'll get to them. This world is blessed to have you in it, brother. If you ever forget that, you ring me up, you send me a message, I'll remind you, I'll let you know. And in the meantime, I'm shouting this out, letting this live stream run as long as it needs to because I know the message is as truthfully, you know, my perspective, my experience, and if it just helped one other individual, one other human being, that's good enough for me. <laughs> what do you have to give like that? You know, what do you have to give that if you didn't hold it back, you didn't... Um, leave it trapped in, in, in your darkness or your, your worries or your fears or your doubts. If you let it out, you let it out into the light, it would grow and you would grow and those around you would grow just like these trees to heights and strengths and flexibility to weather any storm, summer, winter, fall, spring. Because these trees are reminding each and every one of us that we have the same nature in us. You're made of the dust of the earth. So the only question is, what are you going to grow with it? What are you going to help and inspire those around you to grow with it? And by the way, you don't need to do it alone. That's, that's my message to you. Together we overcome. Together. So if you're getting a little worn weary and tired of hammering it out all by yourself, then just reach out. Okay? Please, just reach out. Get to Gratitude and Powers daily, okay? Get in there, get in there and share your gratitude every day, every day. Yeah, I said every day. And then you'll better understand why the miracles in my life just keep coming and flowing and 
it's beyond anything I can explain to you, and it's nothing more complicated than the infinite power of gratitude, being grateful, and appreciation that when we are grateful and we communicate it, because as my friend uh, Rui Gabriel said in Portugal just the other day in our board of directors meeting for Gratitude Empowers Daily, if you don't share your gratitude, it doesn't even exist. Okay? Doesn't even exist if you don't find a way to give it, to share it, that another in a relationship, hopefully thinking of you as an admirable leader, you can remind them of and inspire them to give likewise. And we absolutely will have an experience on this earth that is closer and closer toward being a Garden of Eden, like I'm standing in right now, listening to the river flowing in the distance. I'd walk you over there, but I'll lose the, the internet connection. So maybe I'll do some video and, and just post some video once I get the battery charged up again. Thank you. Moshi, I appreciate all your comments, brother. I'll get to them as soon as I can. And uh, keep sharing the gratitude. Like out of the difficulty of last night, that's really the message to you from what I'm sharing of my own challenges, my own circumstances, my own you know, environments that may or may not be the right environment for me to grow in. Time will tell. It's, it'll be very obvious here shortly whether I will choose to remain in an environment like that or if it's just a one individual and maybe he'll turn around and realize that uh, he needs to step up his game. And when you lock horns with someone, you don't, you don't turn and walk away from them, <laughs> especially someone like me, because I don't go away. I, I'm pretty solid in who I am and where I am and what I'm here to do. So you're welcome to walk away from me. But, uh, you know, I like the statement, um, I will forgive, and absolutely I forgive, I won't forget. Our, our, our work in this world at this point in history is, is critical work, guys. If you don't realize that, you're, you're, I don't know what you're doing. Like, you're, you're being distracted. For you to give to this world, this planet right now, what you're here to, to give to it, and I don't have a clue what that is, but you'll know. You'll know, especially if you're giving it, because those around you will see you as the admirable leader that you are. Okay, I'll sign out with that for now. I wish you all the best. Thank you. And God bless you as well, Moshi. I see that one. It's big and bold. <laughs> From Glacier, Washington, USA, on the West Coast, all the way almost into Canada. Could probably almost throw a stone. Uh, not quite. It's got to get up and over a hill from this location. But literally uh, driving uh, up here, you, you can see the, the hills of Canada, the mountains of Canada. It's great. I love it. Till next time. That's the Daily O for today, Tuesday, Mars Day. If you need to know more about that, go to Universal Kabbalist. I explain what I mean by today being Mars Day. Or send me a message and I'll explain it to you. And uh, thank you. Thank you from, from the depth of whatever it is I can find in myself to extend to you and let you know how much I appreciate you. And as I often say, and if you haven't heard it from me, you're going to hear it now, press on. I support you.